Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast, guys. This is the early signing day edition. Uh, it's late Wednesday night, about 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's been a rocky day, fellas. I mean, I know most of y'all out there are probably feeling the same. We've got some positive stuff to talk about. We're going to lead the show off with the positive stuff. We're not going to just hammer the negative. So if you're tuning in and you're like, I'm tired of hearing negative today, need to hear a little positive, you've come to the right place. But as always, guys, I'm your boy Hirsch, better known to some as Hirsch is. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. With me, as always, CJ, the man McCann. What's up, guys? And um, hype for all the wrong reasons, Wes is with us as well. <laughs> uh, Wes is going to get some things off his chest here in a little bit, guys. But, um, um, bumpy ride, fellas. It, it was a bumpy ride today. A little, I mean, we expected some stuff. Uh, obviously, if you know, we'll, we'll backtrack it just a little bit. Like I said, I don't want to go down the negative road too much, but we're going to give a kind of a recap and then we'll get rolling. Um, as you know, earlier you know, Monday, Xavier Filsomey went ahead and decommitted from Florida. We, you know, we pretty much all saw that coming. We talked about it last week. Uh, if he made that visit to Texas, it was pretty much a done deal. I think it was pretty much a done deal before he ever stepped foot on that campus. But that's here nor there. So we lost that. And then, you know, we had losses today. You had a Morris Williams flip, which was long expected. An- another one that we long expected just because of uh, he'd been to Ohio State. He'd been to Auburn. He had, there, you know, there was talks about him going a couple other places that he never did. But he never came back to UF. 
And usually if you're a commit that's going to sign with that team, you at least make one trip back. So anyway, um, we had some unexpected stuff. I mean, Darius Hayes, Isaiah Williams, we'll, we'll cover all of that as we get down the road. Um, but we kept the key core pieces of the class, even though I'd, I'd put Xavier Filsamy maybe as obviously one of the cornerstones. But you you kept DJ Lagway. And even though there was a little bit of drama attached to it, you kept LJ McCray. And you kept the two best linebackers in your class, Miles Graham, Aaron Childs, who both are just phenomenal players. Aaron Childs, who just yesterday won the Max Preps Maryland State Player of the Year. I mean, you can't say enough about that young man. I, I tweeted it out about it today. The young man never had any drama. He never spoke. He, you never saw tweets from him or, or Instagram posts or Snapchat. Never visited. Never visited yeah, he didn't. Anywhere. He just he just was about business. Um, just like Miles Graham, that's a kid you probably expect is going to step on on campus day one, put his hard hat on, and go to work. And that's the kind of kids you want. Now, I'm not going to sit here and. Billy Napier, this press conference where, you know, I, I make everything sound like the kids that left were, were bad and weren't good enough to be Gators or whatever that was he was saying just a few hours ago, that they weren't up to the challenge. I mean, look, we've said it. There's consequences to having another losing season. Um, there's consequences to all of that because you get constantly negative recruited by other coaches. There's consequences to rumors, whether true or not. Um, you know, you get negative recruited. Hey, your coach ain't going to be there next year. You sure that's where you want to go? It's just part of the ball game. Um, and there's consequences to firing coaches after the season. People want to change. And I understand maybe, Corey Raymond and Coach Spencer weren't the change you wanted, but there's reasons for those firings. Do I agree that maybe the coaching uh, hires could have been made faster? Absolutely. But that's not my job to do to, to know why that didn't happen. So anyway, guys, let's talk about some of the guys that we did add. Um, and we're going to we're going to backtrack once again a little bit back to uh, to Monday. Because you or, or was it Sunday that we added the guys from the we started getting the guys. I think it was, I think it was Monday. You, you, they came off their visit. No, it was that night. It was Sunday was they were ending their visit. I'm sorry, guys. I, it's been a busy week. <laughs> um, you backtrack just a little bit and you add right off the rip. You added Brandon uh, Crenshaw Dixon offensive tackle transfer from San Diego state. This is a tremendous ad to the roster. I don't think it got enough talk. I know a lot of people were really excited about it um, because this is a young man that's got two, two plus years of starting experience. Uh, coaching staff from San Diego state told other told people, not us obviously, but people from, from various news outlets that they thought this young man was better than uh, Simmons. The young man that went to Ohio state last year that we were after. Um. So you're getting a tremendously good offensive tackle. He can play either tackle position. Obviously, I think a lot of us would like to see him maybe slot at left so that Barber can slide back to the right tackle position. Um, obviously, that's just playing fantasy football right there. We don't know until he gets on campus and we we let him go to practice. Um, but just before we, I get you guys' opinions on these transfers and um, 
Then later that evening, we owed, we added Joey Slatman. If you hadn't heard about Joey Slatman, obviously that was the defensive lineman from, from Penn University that visited. He was Ivy League Defensive Player of the Year last year. Big-time player. Uh, guys that met him on the team, I, a guy I speak with that's very close to the program, that's good friends with, um, with Trey Wingo, said Wingo was his host, and Wingo called him that night and said, this guy is an alpha. We need him on this roster. So – he took some other visits. He was supposed to go to Michigan. He was supposed to go to Auburn. He canceled those visits. He took a visit to North Carolina and took a visit to Virginia Tech and then fresh off that visit committed to Florida. Big time ad for your defensive line, a guy that I think is going to play significant snaps next year, just like Brandon Crenshaw-Dixon. And then fi- uh, finally, the next morning, say it for me, CJ. Traquez. Traquez Bridges from Oregon committed to Florida, a defensive back, 6'3", 200-pound guy. He's from he's from Alabama. He played at Oregon, um, has a lot of starting experience. He got supplanted last year in the starting lineup, but a good tackler in the defensive backfield, a guy that probably slots to either be a nickel man or a safety, but can also play corner if needed. So, guys, I'm going to start with uh, – CJ, I'm going to start with you. We'll talk about it. What was your take on these three transfers – coming out of the weekend you added uh definitely added three guys that could come in and i think contribute immediately which is your goal with a portal uh additions in my opinion but when you're talking recruiting those are the guys you want to take that you think you can develop that you'll have a few years with you can work with but you know when you take guys out of the portal i I like portal guys to be ready to just absolutely get plug and play you know kind of kind of positions you look at the slackman great production from slackman a uh, guy that I think the staff really wanted. Um, he's a guy that I know that a lot of other people were high on. He was ranked very highly as far as the recruits in the transfer portal. They thought a lot of him is he was one of the upper echelon kind of guys. Traquez Bridges has played a ton of snaps at DB. Uh, if you like I said, you watch his film. He's an, a great tackler, does a very good job of coming down and covering the screen plays and things like that making sure he gets in the backfield, tackles those before they can turn into big plays, which is invaluable uh, in our level of competition, you know, because so many teams are running these screen plays with faster players in space. Uh, and then, of course, the left tackle, uh, Crenshaw Dixon, is a is a mauler. He's a great player. Uh, you need a guy like him. We needed another tackle bad. We needed a guy who could come in and play immediately because we really didn't have that. For all his faults, you know, Damian George, I think at the end of the day, no matter what you want to say about him, it, he's just not a tackle. Um, that's just not what he does. So uh, I think you got a guy in who's a starting tackle. Uh, Simmons, who went to Ohio State, had a good year. I think he started all their games this year. So if he's cut from the same cloth as him, uh, you know, he's a great addition to the team. So I think you added three guys that are immediate, you know, contributors day one, get there in the spring, hit the ground running, uh, guys that you'll see play in the fall uh, immediately which, like I said, is kind of what I would look for when it comes to portal uh, additions, unless you just have a guy who's just a can't-miss prospect sitting in there. Wes, how did you feel about the ad of these three guys? Muted, Wes. I'm not going to speak about the three guys, Hurst. I'm just going to speak about the one. You guys know where I'm going. I want the, I wanted uh, that old tackle from San Diego State. Um, glad we landed him. Uh, we all know uh, – how I felt about our three-step drops or five steps, not three-step drops, but the play action off those drops and how 
Mertz had no time to sit back there and, and, and get time to throw those deep plays when we had like the 40, 50 yard line where you want to take those shots. And we all know, we saw Austin Barber the year prior playing right tackle. So if he can slide in and be a great left tackle and put Barber where he was stellar um, at right tackle, you know, that'll be wonderful. Like you say, we're playing fantasy football. When we talk about this, we don't know how those guys are going to uh, shape out as far as where they're going to be placed at by the offensive line coaches. But to get another guy in that we desperately need, and you alluded to what the coaches said about him as far as his talent and what he can be, um, that to me that was major. Uh, and you said that you talked about he has two more years of eligibility, so this can not only just be issue. We need guys, as CJ talked about too, when you're in the portal, it's almost like free agency. You want to get guys that can come in and play in the positions that you need. We don't need a linebacker. We got a good recruiting class coming in. We got Shamar James uh, coming back. We don't that that wasn't a position that we want to take a guy in the portal and say, hey, we need. If you want to, you want to get back into the. Uh, uh, in the trenches and, and, and have guys that can come in and step up. You want to attack your weaknesses. And to me, they did that. We have some younger guys on the a roster that can probably come in and, and, and fight for position in the guard. But tackles, we didn't have any, in my opinion. We saw the guys that came out last year. The only guy we, that I believe you could concur is, is Barber. And, you know, he dealt with some injuries last year. He was playing out, maybe out of position, maybe left, right tackle is, is more better for him because you're playing left tackle, you're just going against the best defensive lineman on, on the field. So uh, if, if that can shape out to the way that we dream it uh, for the staff next year and, and, and do what we need to do, uh, as far as the trenches, we'll be fine. So uh, I, I do love the I do love the other additions. I'm not saying that I don't love the other additions, but, you know, guys, especially Hurst, you know, for the last couple of years we've been doing this podcast, I've been helping out the office line recruiting and needing tackles to come in and to be able to play. Hopefully, I was hoping that we get a good five-star to come in and play, but this guy has two more years, has experience, uh, was still in the coaches. His, his former coaches speak highly of him. So I love that. I, I can't uh, thank the staff enough for getting that done for me and my, my psyche. Yeah, um, I definitely would agree. He's probably the biggest ad of those three guys, although I'm really pretty hyped up about Joey Slatman. But, I mean, it's a big step up to come – from obviously the Ivy League to the SEC. So you'll have to wait and see if that translates over. But I'm really, really excited about the offensive tackle ad. I'll I'll even add, you know, you give Slaughter a second year at center, I think he'll be a lot better this year. Um, Now, the trick to this becomes a lot of us do feel like George would be a better guard. So if if you get into practice, you get to slide George inside, and he, in fact, is a better guard. You know, you've got a lot of playing experience on the field at that point, so yeah. that that helps to be able to get a guy who's who's played that many significant snaps. Obviously, he's at a newer position, but it's a premium position, yeah. Yeah, but I think you're asking a little bit less of him as far as now. Can he pull? Can he do those things? Obviously, that's a concern. Um, you got to be quick afoot. You've, you've got to get downhill fast on those kinds of plays. And that will be question marks that only you'll, you'll, you'll only be able to find out in practice. Um, I think the Gators are still looking to add a offensive tackle um, in the transfer portal. Could that be uh, Mr. Tarquin? Could he be coming back? He's in the transfer portal. He was offered by Florida right after he entered the, the transfer portal. 
Uh, the streets are talking. There may be a chance in that. Um, I think it would be a hard transition to leave and come back. I know CJ would be is, is first in line for the hay. I'll take Mr. Tarquin back on the offensive line tomorrow. <laughs> um, but, hey, that's experience. That, that's played major SEC snaps. So I'm not all the way against it for that aspect alone. Um, let's talk a little bit about today you added a second running back to the class. You added Jaden Baugh, uh, previously committed to Arkansas out of out of Atlanta. Um, and this is a kid, whether, you know, you can argue it however you want it. Alabama wanted this kid. He took his last official visit last weekend to Alabama, and and they wanted this young man. Now, what kind of year did this young man have last year? Well, um, 1,589 rushing yards, 19 touchdowns. I mean, that's just another huge year to add to Kanan Daniels in that running back room. I mean, obviously you've lost Trevor Entian, and that is a – it's a terrible loss and an unreplaceable loss. I mean, you're not replacing a talent like that from, from two true freshmen. But at least now you're adding some really quality pieces to that room um, that have shown production and were wanted by SEC teams. So get them in. You know, you've got Montreal Johnson by all accounts as of right now recording the show. He's coming back next season. You've got Montreal. You've got Trey Webb, who's already shown he can do it. So you've got Cam Carroll. Hopefully he can come back. Never never can tell if he's going to be 100% after another knee injury. But the running back room got a lot, lot stronger. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me there. You Obviously, you added Gregory Smith, a guy that you had been recruiting for a while in the safety room. Um, long, lengthy athlete out of Tampa area. So that's another guy that you you know you're really happy to get your hands on. Uh, Coach Harris likes the kid apparently from what little film he's being able to watch since he's on the job. So you get that young man in. I don't think he's going to be a guy you can see contributing next year. I think he he needs to get some some weight on him to play at the SEC level. And and obviously he's still a very raw prospect. But that's where maybe you go to the transfer portal now and say, okay, we need a safety. I know a young man. Uh, from San, uh, not San Diego, yeah, San Diego State, teammate of, of of Dixon that's committed to UCLA right now, but Florida offered him, and now he's strongly considering taking a visit, according to uh, Keith Newbar on um on three for the Gators. Uh, that that visit's going to happen, so we'll see. It'll probably be early January because we're in that quiet period now. These kids can't take officials; they can take unofficials, transfer portal kids, but they can't take official visits. So you have to wait till it opens back up first week, like first week of January. Um, <clears throat> and we added another transfer today, which makes Graham Mertz a very happy man. CJ, what's the young man's name? Uh, Shimray DK. Shimray DK. Don't say it like it looks. You would be wrong. You would CJ be very wrong. CJ went and researched that up for me before I made a fool <laughs> on the show tonight. And somebody made a comment that you can't say that on the air, Hirsch. We can't say that anymore. And you'd be right. No, this is a young man uh, was, was injured last year, but had his best year uh, at Graham's last year at Wisconsin had uh, over 600 yards receiving 
six touchdowns. Um, this is not a guy that you're going to say, oh, well, he's going to come in and replace Ricky Pearsall. No, you, you ain't replacing Slick Rick. You're just not doing it. But this is a guy that Graham already has a rapport with. In a very young receiving court, you know, you know, room. Obviously, you've got some guys with experience coming back, but nobody with major catches or anything like that. So good to get an experienced wide receiver in the room that your quarterback already has a relationship with. Hopefully they just, you know, you know, they're probably going to click as soon as he gets on campus. He'll probably be Graham's roommate (laughs) and they'll be working out all summer long because that's what Ricky and Graham did last year. So you get him in. Hopefully we're going to get us an offensive coordinator here shortly and things will start clicking there. That's a conversation maybe for next week. We're not going to deep dive that right now. Wes, what's your take on the guys that we added today? Who are you excited about? I'm excited about uh, – <clears throat> I'm going to go non-obvious. I'm excited about Amir Jackson, uh, the tight end. We need we're talking about guys, the three guys, that, the new guys, my man. <laughs> I thought my, my, my bad. Um, I'll go with – I'll go with the receiver that you just talked about. Anytime we get, a, uh, we lose a guy like Ricky, uh, we we know what we expect from uh, Trey Wilson. Uh, we don't know who's going to take and fill those other two spots. Um, I do like Jackson. Uh, I, I thought he made some tough catches. He didn't to me. It was just I don't think him and uh, Merce had a connection. If that like how you said uh, the kid from coming from Wisconsin, man, I think maybe those guys can work in the offseason because he's a high point type catcher that you can throw it up in a one-on-one situation. I trust Jackson to bring down the ball. To me, he has that type of talent. We saw him make some acrobatic catches. To me, I, I know people are concerned about the wide receiver room, but I love, and I know I'm not speaking about uh, the receiver from Wisconsin, but you need to add some some, some veteran guys there. But um, um, hopefully he can come in and compete. Uh, the only proven proven guy that made big plays is Trey. Uh, for whatever reason, I just talked about it, uh, Jackson and, and Merch. Couldn't seem like they could get on the same page. Hopefully they can work those things out. But we we got some young guys coming as well. But I, I love the added depth there uh, in the receiving room, especially when you have some young guys like Abrams and those guys coming in uh, who may not see the field right away year one. You want some proven guys that if, uh, say, Jackson gets hurt or something happens to Trey or Anna Jean's not right or uh, Aiden Mizell's not right, then you have a guy that can come in or maybe he supplants those guys and comes in and say, hey, because of that relationship with Merch, he makes those catches and runs those routes where Merch knows where he's going to be, a dependable guy. You you want a guy that you can trust to know where that guy is going to be. Sometimes the young guys, for whatever reason, doesn't don't always be where the, the quarterback expects him to be. So uh, to, to add a guy like that for depth is, is a big, big, big pickup. CJ, what are your thoughts on the guys we added to the roster today? Uh, you know, uh, I, again, I like, I like Shimmer DK. I think he's going to be a guy that, um, I think a lot of people are going to doubt. You look at his stats and know that they don't jump off the page super high, but I will say this, you look just on paper at Ricky Pearsall's stats when we got him, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think he'd be the, you know, the lightning rod that he came in and was, um, sometimes it's just better to get a guy out of a situation and get him somewhere else. Um, you know, this year he was dealt some injuries, played under a new coach, coach he didn't commit to, offense he, you know, had never played in. Um, so, you know, the numbers are going to take a hit there. But uh, but the guy that I'm most excited about is Jaden Baugh. I think he's a guy that is underrated. 
massively. Uh, when you play big time high school football in the state of Georgia, and you're a starting running back um, to to get you know recognized in Georgia on the all Georgia teams uh, as a running back, that's a big deal. You, you've got to be a really good player to uh, to get some love there because there's so many in the state um, that just produce. So I, I think that he's going to be a guy that can come in. You know, a lot of the staff they feel like he's day one ready to go. Uh, they feel like they could they could start him now and not have an issue out of him. Um, so when you're talking to a guy like that, you know, you beat Alabama for him. Um, you know, that's that's a big deal. Uh, definitely, you know, if Nick Saban wants a running back, obviously he's a good running back. They don't take scrubs over there. So um, yeah, good good pick up there. I, I think he's going to be a, a surprise. Uh, to say the least. I think he's going to be a guy that when he gets on that field, people are going to look at him as a, whoa, we had this um, because, you know, there's just, there's a lot of film out there on him. He's faster than you think he is a lot faster than you think he is uh, once he gets into open space. So good pickup by them. Uh, a guy that definitely, definitely, I think could add, you know, we've added depth to that running back room. We've got youth in there now. Um, just a lot of guys that I think you're going to see through, through the next few years uh, really come through there and make an impact run in the football. Yeah. All right. Let's um let's 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 talk about the bad for a minute, guys. Uh, I hate doing this because it's it's really not in my nature. I try to be very level headed about stuff. Those of you that know me that have had conversations with me, you know that I I I don't want to say I'm a sunshine pumper, but I like to see the positive more than the negative. It's just the way I choose to live my life. I mean, it's just it's just a healthier way to live. It's just ne- it's never good to just sit there and be this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. Well, I'm sorry, but the day kind of sucked. I mean, as in a whole nutshell, yes, we added some good guys, some guys that I think will be damn good Florida Gators. Great, that's fantastic. It doesn't take away from the fact that you lost multiple kids that were committed for long periods of time. Um, and obviously we talked about, uh, Phil Simi and we knew that was kind of coming and, and it sucks. It does. Um, we knew about Amir, uh, Amaris Williams was probably going to flip. Okay. Tough, but you know what? I've kind of prepped myself, but when you lose, and I'm not even going to start with Darius Hayes, I'm going to start with Isaiah Williams because this is a kid that has been committed to you forever. The whole cycle, I mean, like this whole cycle, he went, this is a young man that came to every single home game. He's a kid out of Tampa. He was one of our very first commits. We had Connor on the show. Connor Clark was on the show, like right after he committed, and we talked to Connor about him, and you could see Connor's face. We even clipped that to put it onto our Twitter page after it happened to, to have Connor's reaction to the young man. And this is a guy that his face just lit up. He's like, this kid is going to be so good. Uh six, one receiver out of Tampa. That's fast can catch uh, You know, um, we offered the young man when he was injured too, when he, he, you know, not a whole lot of people were on him. And to have that young man take a last minute trip to Texas A&M and noted, he went with some of his teammates. They went as a group. So, I myself, I even told people on our Facebook chat, I was like, I really don't think there's that big of a deal. I think he's just, he hasn't taken any trips anywhere this whole cycle. Maybe he just wants to go take a trip with his teammates, um, go clap some Texas cheeks and come on home. 
hey, he's a high school kid. Cool. Have a nice time. And then late this afternoon, like it wasn't even, it was very late. You get the prediction out there by Corey Bender from on three that, he, you know, that he's flipping a and And then about an hour later, it happened. That, to me, is the worst one out of all of them. Because it's almost like you just neglected the kid. Like, oh, he's a Gator. He's been here forever. We don't have to check up, check up on him. He's come to every game. And you let somebody backdoor you and steal one of your recruits. And now you have two receivers in this class. You have the best quarterback in the entire country. By the way, congratulations to DJ Lagway for winning the Max Preps Player of the Year Award, not only for Texas, but for the whole country. You have the best quarterback in the country. I don't care what any rating service says. And you have two receivers in this class. And I don't, that's not a knock knock against Jury Hawkins or, or TJ Abrams. I think they're actually really good receivers. They're ranked well. I think they'll do well. I'm really excited about Mr. Hawkins because of his speed. But this was the season that there were more five-star wide receivers than like there ever has been. It was like nine or something like it was ridiculous. <clears throat> Depending on which ranking service you use. And you couldn't. The only one you ever even got the least amount of traction with was Jeremiah Smith. And let's be honest, we knew that wasn't happening. So I'm very concerned. I mean, I don't, you know, hey, Billy Gonzalez is in the room. I I, I don't really know what to say about it. I mean, but. What's our prerogative here? What are we doing? We're uh, Darius Hayes at the last minute. Now, depending on who you ask, Darius Hayes took this visit. He lied to the coaches. And depending on who you ask, I, I trust the people that tell me this, Darius Hayes was not even sent an, a letter today to sign for Florida. The coaches said, no, you lied to us. You, sh- you, you shook us off to go take your Miami visit. You're, you, don't, you don't care about being a Gator, so – it's best you go to Miami and we do our thing up here. And you know what? I don't all the way have a problem with that. Does it suck that it went down that way? Absolutely. But the kid was on TikTok, what, a week and a half, two weeks ago, posting videos saying, where should I go to school? You've been committed. You've, you've shut your recruitment down twice. What are we doing? I, I, it goes back to Filsomey to me. I, I mean, I get it. The young man lives in Texas. His family's in Texas. His mom is in Orlando, but most of his family's out there in Texas. They wanted him to stay in Texas. Texas is a winning football program right now in the playoff, throwing big bundles of money around. Hey, oil money spins well, man. I, it is what it is. The only thing that sucks about that is they didn't offer the young man till October, and that was still enough to pry him away. But you fired the DB coaches, you know, you fired Corey Raymond, whether he was a secondary coach in his recruitment, it doesn't matter. There's repercussions to doing things. It's the little things that that bother me the most, the little when you miss little attention to detail and losing a young man out of your backyard, because there ain't a whole lot of Florida commits state of Florida commits in this class. And you lose one of the one of them because you just weren't 
you know, you weren't watching your back door. You were just like, eh, he's good. We, we think he's pretty, he's fine. We don't have to worry about Isaiah Williams. And you let it slip away. Wes, I'm going to start with you because this was your class. And I know you're heated. So I'm going to go ahead and let you start getting some of that heat off your chest so you can you can get on feeling a little bit better with your evening. <laughs> I, I, Hirsch, I'm not just going to – I'm disappointed. It's horrific. It's sad. It's disappointing. It's frustrating. It's all the things that probably every fan is feeling right now when you had the number three class all year and we, we, we're outside the top ten right now as we speak. Um, I mean – to lose it the way, like you said, uh, the guys that you didn't expect. I mean, I, I, I saw that clip with with him and Seaton, uh, the receiver, uh, Williams and Seaton in, in in that clip on that screen pass when he took it and you see Seaton going up. I was like, we can get those two guys. That's Seaton that's guys. Hawkins. That's Hawkins. That was Hawkins. My bad. But yeah, IMG. That's Hawkins. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But to see the speed from 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 Williams and it wasn't. I got the clips wrong, but. You alluded to it, I, and I like Billy Gonzalez. I was a fan of Billy Gonzalez because I felt like he taught our receivers. Um, going back to even with Florida, we didn't have high like guys that you saw that were uber talented outside of Percy. And you saw the guys with we saw with the jump that Freddie swing. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hammonds took that. Tyree Cleveland took in uh, Van Jefferson and, and and Grimes. I'm like, okay, this is a technical guy that that's going to teach these guys the way to route the run routes. And you saw Eugene and and maybe oh, excuse me, Trey, and you saw the talent. I'm like, okay, we can keep. You know, I, I don't mind Billy if, if he can get the guys in. Um, he, he's a good teacher of the position, and and, and to me, you you would want a guy like that if you can get the guys in. But I I, I harp on it, Hurst to 50-50. 50 is Billy's fault. 50 is the, the problems that we, the structure of our program as far as we care about football because I feel like some things Billy did, uh, the Arkansas game, if we can make that kick, but Billy called that, what I'm, his special team coach called that time, so that's on him. The fourth and 17 against Missouri, that that was horrific. The, the taking the foot off the gas against Florida State, you win those three games, you have a different season. Maybe guys see the progress. Maybe, you know, things are looking better and they, they, and they want to be a part of that because they see the growth. But then you did the other 50%. We, we, I don't know if I want to discuss that on here, but they they care more about academics over athletics. And 
there's nothing wrong with caring about athletics. I mean, excuse me, academics, but sometimes you gotta you, you gotta do it. I mean, to me, X wanted to be a Florida Gator, but he got an offer he couldn't refuse from Texas. I, I to me, I don't think that was totally his decision. It's just me personally. Uh, we talked about Mars, and we, I think we chronicled. Uh, I saw some like from Connor and some guys like that was a weird commitment because he got. We think he got caught up in the moment with some other guys commitment that big uh, that big uh, recruiting cycle that we had that we lost a lot of those guys from that from that weekend. But he was one of the guys that we didn't expect to commit, and he committed. So we were always iffy about him. And Hayes, the pull, I. I I feel you on the pulling, but if you, if you know you're losing some guys, you got to save some face. Uh, you, you, the, whatever it is, money, you got you to gotta match it because that's the second year in a, mo- in a row that Miami's kicked us. Now you got Auburn kicking us. You got Texas A&M kicking us. I mean, it, it's, it's horrific, but I told you these guys, and I'm in a couple of other different discussions with some, some, some Texas and stuff, so I talked to some guys. And this is what I'm going to get an issue to take solace in. And I say it to you guys before about the most important position in all the sports, whether it's baseball, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, is the quarterback position. Uh, Hirsch said it, and I'll concur, I'll second it, whatever you have you want to say it. The most important position in sports is quarterback. We've got the number one player in, all, in, in the country. That's a start. A linebacker position. we got Childs and we got Miles Graham. I love it. You know what I'm saying? We got MJ McCray to stick in it to me. I, I think he was making sure that DJ was going to be here before he signed because he wants to be, he, you know, he's the type of guy like Miles Graham, in my opinion, that he, like Childs, Hurst talked about, is going to put his hard hat and get work. So you have a foundation, and maybe we have a lot of upper guys, like top heavy guys, but those middle guys mean a lot as well. Um, we had a pretty good class last year, and, and hopefully, I'm, I'm trying to think about our roster and, and how we can continue to build and, and have something in, because we, we all are looking at 2025 and saying, okay, that's going to be the year that DJ starts. Where is our team going to be at that point? And I can't project it because this NIL gets crazy and crazier. And, and to think about uh, our last two coaches and what they did, we didn't have any surprises on signing day, but they didn't lose guys. And I think that's what this, that's where this hurts. We, we signed the guys we expected to sign, and we didn't lose anybody. Like, the guys that we had committed, they committed, and that's where being that number three in the country, you have a lot of guys that <laughs> that, that, that other, other teams are going to want because you were number three in the country for a reason. You have dudes that are committed to your program. And if you can't have the, the success on the field because it's year two and, and not year one and it's year two, and you don't have that success in those three games that at the end of the season, I feel like flip that into a negative, and then you don't have the 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 money to match some of these offers that these other kids are going because they don't they already inflate. I don't know, man. Florida lost five in a row. I don't know if they Napier might not be there, and they get an offer that they can't refuse. That's the that's the state of where we at. If we finish seventy five, we finish eighty four. I don't think we lose these guys. That's my opinion, but at the end of the day, we got to put up a shut-up. If we're going to be serious about football, you got to keep these guys in. We, Auburn lost to New Mexico State, but they pulled two of our guys. 
Maybe three. I'm, I know two off the top of my head. They put Waller and they put Amaris Williams. That's the you two. Know? Yeah, and they, they tried to get LJ. But you got to remember now, they're in their bump season, and I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But there's still hope in that program. They're not being negatively recruited like Napier is right now because everyone's saying he ain't going to be the coach midway through next year. And Hirsch, I had that same argument. This is me using my boy Swamps. Uh, if he listening, this is what you said to me. That's that. That's true. But this is year two for, and and, and it's, it's the same thing that that that, he's, that that I said to him, Hirsch. And his thing was, we still got to keep the guys in because even though that's their bump class, we didn't do it last year, and Miami whipped us. You know what I mean? We came off out that last year would have been our bump class in a sense. And Miami whooped us for a lot of guys for a lot of different reasons that we conquered on last year's podcast. So it is what it is. We just got to do better as a program, in my opinion. And I'm going to say this. Everything has to be gutted. Uh, I don't know how if Billy doesn't go eight and four. And I don't see a play. I don't see a reason why he can't go eight and four next year. Uh, and I know I've scheduled his stuff. But if we can get the offense line fixed out and some guys that, I, that we all love and we'll talk about this more next season. Uh, going into the spring ball and all that. But I like what we have as far as the young guys from last year on our defense, the guys that we're bringing in linebacker in these key position and the guys that because we played a lot of young guys last year on defense, and we think they can take a step up. So despite the schedule, coaching is going to matter a whole lot for Billy next year because we still, even though this, this class is not where we want it to be, we still have a lot of freaking talent on the roster. And, and I'm hoping that Billy, even though <laughs> this is probably – the most important position he's ever recruited as far as the quarterback. It's going to be crazy if he's not even to keep his, even coach his quarterback for a whole year in 2025. CJ, uh, <laughs> what can you add to that? I can't, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, how to put this? I might get called uh, a sunshine pumper or whatever. And, you know, I, I get called that from time to time. I don't know how that's possible. I, I've always been very realistic in everything I've said. Um, but I will say this. Uh, I kind of lined it up. You look at um, if you want to take any any solace from losing these guys, you know, you lose a Maris Williams, but uh, you, get, uh, you get a guy like uh, – Joey Slackman to come in and and replace him and supplement that. You lose Isaiah Williams, but you get Shimray DK to come in and supplement that. Uh, you lose Xavier Filsamy, but you get uh, Triquez Bridges to come in and supplement that, along with another guy that we're trying to recruit that also plays safety. So, uh, you know, and then you get a better offensive tackle than any of the offensive tackles you got in this class. Um, you know, a guy that's, that's going to play right now. Not to say those guys can't develop, but we don't know. They're not going to come in as freshmen and uh, and you really change change our offensive line at all. Uh, so there's there's that's that's what's going to be key now. Now you have the scholarships, you have the spots. You need to go heavy and get as much from the portal that you can get to win this year. That that's all that matters right now. I'm not worried about recruiting in 2025. Not worried about that class at all. I don't care. We'll talk about that class. I mean, it's not (laughs) as bad as it sounds. Talk to me about that class in October. Yeah, Um, we're not ready. I I don't. I don't care. I want to see. I want (laughs) to see. 
I want to see where we're at, you know, as far as winning goes. That's that's Billy's job now. It's time now. You've got to win. I think with the recruiting class, even the hits that we took, I still think that they you know they were at positions where we weren't exactly dying. Um, you know, the, it wasn't like you're you're losing a whole bunch. Um, you know, especially if you're able to get a portal linebacker or two. I didn't mean to cut um, you off, um, CJ, but that's my point about next year. We're not right. dying in those positions where they're uh, positions of need. So would you Would away. you rather have them? Sure, I would rather have yeah, a Morris exactly. Williams and a Darius exactly. Hayes and Isaiah Williams and Xavier Filsamy for sure. I think he's the only one that I'm like, damn, we really needed that. Um, but <laughs> you've got an opportunity now to supplement that, and so far you've you've kind of done that with a few guys. You've you've got what four now in your your recruiting portal class, um, and, and I think too you're going to have to look at you know going forward i think this is true for every program you know if you have the number one recruiting class then it really doesn't matter georgia you know whatever it doesn't care but for like most of the other programs you've got to look at their their portal class and their recruiting class as like a whole now you got to say okay well they did this in recruiting what did they do in the portal that's what's going to matter now at this point because like i said long-term success you want to be able to recruit well I'll, i'll die on that hill uh, but right now, to win some games, you're going to have to put the legwork in in the portal. Uh, I know we're all hearing stuff, every one of us, about this and that and this and whatever in the portal. We'll see how it goes. But if they can come out of this thing, and we're sitting here, like I said, in February, when all the dust settles, let's see where we're at then. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, you know, if if it's if it's not much better than hey, you know. That is what it is. But I feel like, you know, I, I don't think we have a full idea of what we're dealing with until then. Um, I, I think that that's the main the main goal now. You've got to get these guys out of the portal. You know, we're going to have that second portal kind of wave. Uh, you've got players that are playing in bowl games, um, you know, things like that. They want to do that. Um, playoff teams, whatever. So give us some time. Let's see what happens. We're not. Then the water, there was a lot of players in the portal, a lot of great players in the portal early on, but they weren't at positions where we really needed them. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of wide receivers um, in the portal and, and, you know, just some of them weren't, weren't great or they had not played a whole bunch. Um, and, and, you know, you were just dealing with a lot of that and it was like, you know, those are great players. Would you like to have them? Yeah, but we need help everywhere else. Um, you know, you, the wide receiver room is bad. Like I said, when it comes to Isaiah Williams, I understand. I like Isaiah Williams. film. He's a fast guy. I love to have speedy receivers, but there ain't nobody faster than Jare Hawkins. Um, if you turn on the tape, watch IMG play football. He's the fastest guy on the field every time. No, bar none. You can't catch him. But you look at the room, you've got Isaiah uh, Excuse me. You've got Jare Hawkins. You've got um, – <clears throat> Aiden Mizell. Tawaski Abrams, Aiden Mizell. You've got Andy Jean. You've got Eugene Wilson. Uh, You've got all those guys, like a really good young core of players that all do very similar things. And I think a lot of that um, with Isaiah Williams, I think Isaiah Williams might have have seen he's got a better chance to play earlier at Texas A&M because Isaiah Williams of what he does. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying you've got a lot of other guys in the class that are a lot kind of, guys of that do, are the same, right? Doing what he's doing, um, and so I totally understand why he probably went to Texas A&M. Would you rather have him? Of course, 
like I said, there's not a kid that we lost today that I would say I would rather not have them. Uh, there isn't, there isn't one of those guys. There's none of those that we've lost. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm glad he's out of the class, but I, I, I'm just saying at this point, now you have a portal. You can, you can try to fix some of this, some of the gaps you have in recruiting. Will we do it? That's yet to be seen, but until, until it's nailing the coffin, we've proven we're not going to, uh, I'm not going to assume that, that we can't. Yeah. I, like I said, um, my, my biggest problem with, say, Isaiah Williams is, like, that's a kid that you've just had committed for so long. It's not that I don't feel like like he's not something we don't have in the room. It's more of the fact that it's just attention to detail, and that drives me crazy. Where's Where is your attention to detail? Where is somebody – I mean, these questions just have to be asked for right now. Is somebody checking up on these kids regularly? I know, say, um, Bree and Katie do stuff like that. But, damn it, man, that's not your position, Coach. Is, is Billy Gonzalez making contact with these guys? I, it's just little things that you worry about because if you're Literally. not, if you're not at this level – you know, you're up against Georgia, you're up against Alabama, you're up against A&M, and now Texas, Oklahoma, all of these guys. This is an elite recruiting conference, and you can't slip. You can't be – you can't have guys on your staff that are slipping at their job. Some of the D-line guys, you can understand. We fired a coach, didn't get a hire until we heard something. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but, like, we added – Micah Burrow without a defensive line coach. Now, granted, he was committed before. He's a little familiar yeah. with the program. Um, you added but, Joey Slackman without a defensive line coach transfer. Once again, he knows what he's signing up for. But you would think you with one year of eligibility left, you'd want to know who your coach is. You're you losing recruits with, with, with a position coach. Exactly. Hey, That's man, what's going on? Now, am I upset at Jay Bateman for losing to Darius Hayes? No. Jay Bateman got the two best linebackers recruits we've had at Florida in a long damn time. And that is no slight on Shamar James. I love Shamar, and I think he's a damn great football player. I think these two young men, Miles Graham and Aaron Childs, are are old school kind of guys for the University of Florida as far as linebackers go. And I could be completely wrong. And it can never end up that way. You could say that about every recruit that signed today. Every recruit could either be a superstar or bust. I get it. But I look at the actions on top of everything else. They've been committed. They stay committed. Not just that, but obviously they didn't talk a whole lot. They didn't look for publicity. They, you know, Aaron Childs came to like one game. But he didn't talk about anything. He stood on business. And that speaks a ton about a young man's character. And I'm not trying to slight the other ones because anybody that knows me knows I defend teenagers on social media all the time. They're playing the game that was set up by adults. I know people get upset. Ah, this kid's fishing for, for, you know, he's being weird on social media. I I got in some argument with some guys the other day about this. They're not being weird. The system is set up that the more interactions they get, the more monetary value they can get on their NIL because of engagement. <coughs> Excuse me. They didn't set that system up. Adults did. 
they just figured out how to capitalize on it because they know as soon as they put, hmm, where should I go on an Instagram post or a Twitter post or whatever, 6,000 rabid fans are going to come in with emojis (laughs) and blow up their social media page. Guess who's crazy here? Guess who's Mm -hmm. weird? (laughs) The adults that are in their mentions 24-7 begging for recruits to come to their school. Look, I get it. Being a fan, there's a lot of stuff that goes with it. But don't be weird. We've said this from the day first day of this show. And don't talk about – I get it. To you, that's weird. And I know some people argued with me. Well, it's it's very unprofessional, and these guys are getting paid now. And if as paid employees and yada, 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 you have to conduct yourself a certain way. Well, first off, they really ain't getting paid till they step on campus. I mean, are they? Probably. But guess what? It ain't within the confounds of what you're talking about. They're not employed by the school yet. Not legally. Sorry. It is what it is. Until they sign their contract, contract, um, they're not. And that's a discussion for another day. But I'm just saying, this last week has brought out a lot of emotions of people. We're like, oh, he's just trying to get interactions and all that. Yeah, he is. Because that's the game now. And guess what? The game kind of sucks. And we got a real taste of that today. The game sucks. But guess what else sucks? Not winning football games. So you can sell the prestige of your school to recruits. And saying, look, this is what we did this year. We add you to the mix, and we're in that championship run next year. No, 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 uh, Commits ain't buying that right now. Some will. DJ thinks he can come in and be the difference because damn DJ is a difference maker. <laughs> I mean, DJ Lagway knows and believes in himself. I'm the best damn player in the country. He said it as soon as the Elite 11 ended and they didn't have him ranked up there. He said, wait till the pads come on. And then he He's put them bastards on and look what happened. The most important position in all the sports. I mean, you want to you want to get down to brass tacks. You look at look at what Clemson did, what Dabo Swinney did. You got an elite quarterback, and the rest worked itself out. I mean, that I'm telling you, an elite quarterback can make up for a yeah. lot of blemishes. And you know what else can some some good coaching. I mean, right. so so we got to fix that too. And yes, there are coaching updates right now. We're not going to dive into those right now, guys. Have we, we're going to talk about it. I believe by the time we go on air next week, with the exception of maybe the offensive coordinator position, we're going to know who all the coaching staff is and the new strength and conditioning coordinator. And we'll talk about all of that next week. Um, that's a conversation for a different day. Today is early signing day. I know a lot of y'all are burned out and, and tired of, of, you know, all the negativity and, and tired. Day. <laughs> and, 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 and I know a lot of y'all are tired of Billy Napier and look, is your concern valid as of right now, you know, on December 20th of 2023? You're damn right your concern is, is valid. Questions need to be asked and answered. Expeditiously, they need to be asked and answered. And um, or else this time next year when we're having this conversation, we're not talking about Billy Napier's signing class. We're talking about another new coaches, 
you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> transitional class. Yeah, I mean, then too, you got to look at it that way of just, it, you got to stop taking it to the point of the extreme of, oh my God, if Billy doesn't do it, then who we're going to get another coach. If he doesn't work out, you hire another coach and he's going to try. And we're doing it's, the same cycle. All over it, it is it is what it is. It's how it works until you find one that fits. You find one that can make chicken salad out of chicken shit. And that that's just, that's just the way it is. Uh, I mean, you know, I, that, that, hey, I mean, you're one coach away. <laughs> we got we got lucky in the in the nineties, in the two thousands. I mean, you went, you had Steve, you brought in the next guy. Zook could recruit, but he sucked as a coach. Lined it up for the next guy, and this could be. I mean, obviously, right now as it stands, the number sixteen ranked class isn't <clears throat> phenomenal, but it's a low numbered class with some elite pieces in the class. Right. So if the if Billy can't make it work next year against this schedule, and hey, the deck is stacked hard on him. Ain't no doubt about it. Part of that is by his doing. Yeah. I mean, it just is. There ain't no buttercup in that. But if you can get out ahead of this schedule next year and it's there to be gotten out ahead of, I mean, you you know, you've got key home games early against teams breaking in new quarterbacks, new coaches, all that round and round. You've only got four four true away games. which And they're is, on the back end, and they're, right. they're mostly all on the back end. So if you can get ahead of this schedule and you're sitting at six and one, seven and one, is that is that likely? Not as today, I'm not saying it is. But if you find a way, then you save your job, and we talk about this again next year. And maybe you get some more positive recruiting results. Because that's what Mike Norvell had to do. Had some crappy years, but started showing some progression towards the end of that, you know, that year. And then he went pot, then he went nine and three. And now we're sitting here 13 and 0, and you lose all your five stars on signing day. <laughs> I like this. Look, man, I'm, look. It, 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 it's been a day for a lot of teams. Now think about this. Georgia's lost like three five-star recruits this cycle. Now they gained one back today, but now obviously I know the argument is, hey, Georgia can afford to lose three five-star recruits in in a cycle because they're going to get six or seven or whatever it is, and and that's that's a whole another problem. But you got Florida State out here going thirteen and zero, and they're losing or twelve and zero. They're losing all their dudes. No, thirteen because they won their championship um i mean hey it could be worse if if we just finished the season we're sitting 13 and 0 and we're ninth in the recruiting ranks i'd be really pissed today (laughs) probably more so than i am right now (laughs) so Guys, yeah, we're we'll losing your... seventeen kids on top of it. Or, yeah, you know, no every... doubt. And, 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 and your guys sitting out the bowl game when you're about to get smashed into the earth. I guarantee you, if we went thirteen and zero. There's no way we don't finish with that. We don't finish guys. that. Well, we don't finish out of the playoffs either. But that's a whole another conversation. <laughs> Good point. Um. Anyway, guys, we wanted to make a little joke here. We're trying to trying to make light of some things, guys. We know. Hey, we share your frustrations. We wanted to share that on air with you. Um, there ain't nothing. Once again, we say this all the time, and I hate that we have to say it all the time. But there's nothing we can do about it, other than talk through it, like we do. Man, we get in a little Facebook chat. If you're not part of our Facebook group and our recruiting chat, make sure you go join up. Join in there. We have some great conversation. No insulting of each other and 
calling it, saying you don't know ball and stuff like that. We just talk, man. We share the information that we have and we talk like, like gentlemen. Um, if that sounds like a place for you, then come check it out, man. Join our Facebook page, respect our decision. And you can get into that chat. Um, until then, man, we just got to keep, keep our head up and, and hope that the, the Gators jump in this transfer portal here for the rest of this cycle and add us some kids that can be difference makers and, you know, maybe next season we're looking up and our recruits decide they want to stay with us. That's all we can say right now. CJ, what you want to add before we get out? All right, no, just thank you guys so much for supporting us, supporting the page. I'm sure you guys are going to do great on this video. As uh, you know, this is talk <laughs> of the town right now. So uh, leave those disgruntled compliments down below. Uh, if you need to <laughs> vent in the comments, you're more than more than welcome. Just don't aim the tar- the comments at me. I didn't do anything to you. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, but uh, thank you guys so much. Check out our friends with Alma Mater. Use our link. They've got all kinds of stuff over there. Probably not going to get it in time for Christmas. I'm sorry. You waited too long. Uh, but you can definitely get it uh, a week after Christmas. Uh, maybe get it for Kwanzaa or whatever. Uh, so, you know, check that out. Uh, you know, the basketball stuff is starting to come out now with basketball season uh, full swing. Good job by the Gators. Big win last night over Michigan. Gutty yes. man, two, on that topic, by the way, I, I got us a guy that I've been talking to trying to line up, get him to come on here and do some basketball updates for us. Good time um, for it. We're about to enter conference play pretty shortly. Uh, yeah, you know, we're going to get the, some updates for you guys before CJ can start going on a baseball rant. Boy, I'm praying. Baseball can't, can't get here fast enough. It's a positive <laughs> news. It's some positive things going on. Uh, but no, thank you guys so much school. for supporting us. Yeah, we're a baseball school now. We are Vanderbilt. Uh, you know, it just, it just thank you guys so much. Uh, Merry Christmas, uh, to all those who celebrate, uh, this weekend, guys. I uh, hope you and your family have Man, a great yeah. time. Stay safe. That um, snuck up know. on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know it. <laughs> it does. It does us all, you know, especially this year with it being on a Monday. Uh, but, um, you know, thank you guys so much for that. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your family. Uh, kind of take a break, take a breather. Signing days done. Let's take a breath. Um, you know, cause we've been running a marathon here for, for months. So enjoy time with your family. Uh, stop worrying about Billy Napier for, uh, for a little while. Uh, yeah. don't, <laughs> don't let Billy Napier destroy your holiday. Your don't let him, don't let him ruin your Christmas. Uh, but no, thank you guys so much, uh, for that. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, really, really for the bottom of my heart and enjoy your holiday. Yes, sir. Wes, take us home, buddy. Yeah. Um, most important position in all the sports is if you're going to feel bad, take, like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, take solace in the good. You got the most important player, the number one player, DJ Lagway, quarterback. You got an alpha, Miles Graham, Aaron Childs. I love Amir Jackson. I feel like that was a position we need for tight end. Uh, I kind of spoke too fast when Hurst was asking about that earlier, but uh, that's the athletic tight end that we were missing since, of course, the great. Uh, Kyle Pitts. I'm not saying he's Kyle Pitts. I'm saying that athletic type tight end. We saw some plays that if our tight ends were more athletic last year, that we could have done some things. And the fifth player, so I went DJ, Aaron Childs, Miles Graham. LJ McCray. Yep, and that's where I was going. The last player would be LJ McCray. So take Silas in that five, and hopefully that, and to me, he's the alpha. And to me, those guys, not, I'm not going to go with Mears because I, I haven't heard from Mears. But I'm going to go off with her shit about Childs, and I'm going to go off what I know about Miles Graham for all that I've seen from him and what I've seen with him from Amir and what we all know and love about DJ Lagway. We have a good core there with that five, and we know what the transfer portal is 
becoming. So we have to take a silence and okay, maybe we can get some guys in this transfer portal to fill positions of need, like the offensive line that we all think we need. Some guys on the back end, maybe in the secondary uh, that can help Castell. I, I'm a big fan of Thornton. I'm a big fan of Denson. So I, I'm looking to make sure, like we talked about, we can start off very fast next year. So this hurts as far as you want those guys like CJ talked about, uh, as far as those middle guys to build up there. But we have a good core of guys that I believe that positions need that can that, that can push us in the future. So as always, I love that part of that. So I'm going to stick with the good and think about those five guys and be like, those guys can need to get a nation back where they need to be. So go Gators and think about those guys and look at their film. And what is it called, Hirsch? I'm not going to say the word that Connor told me not to say as far as when you want to search those guys' film. What should they search those guys' film on? The huddles? Yeah, huddles. Check out the huddle. Check out Max Preps. <laughs> check out uh, Cal Preps. I think they have stuff there. Uh, there's a, there's call a it hoodie. Hoodie. <laughs> You were thinking about that Henny. Yeah. <laughs> you guys talked about Abrams and, and the lack of receivers as well, but Hawkins is a very, very He's good. Very but yeah. All right, All right guys. Go Gators. Rest is all Rest is ready to get out of here, man. Uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> hey. From all of us here, guys, absolutely. Merry Christmas or whatever holiday that you and your family uh, celebrate. You enjoy it. Enjoy the time with your family. And we'll hit you up before New Year's, guys. And go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators.